welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your hosts, Joey and Mike. Many thanks for listening in, liking, and subscribing. If you haven't done so, do us a favor and smash that like and subscribe button and turn on all those notifications. We really do appreciate it. If you haven't joined the Discord or the Patreon, the link's in the description down below. A fantastic community talking crypto 24-7. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. And most importantly, it is absolutely free to join. Now let's get into some crypto talk on this boring Labor Day weekend. Joey, how you doing, brother? Well, it's not Labor Day here, but yeah, it's not been too boring. No, it's been okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, keep no, I'm, forgetting. I'm I, mean, I keep forgetting that we have viewers from literally all across the world, right? So yeah, we do. But no, it's glad, glad that there's another holiday in, in America. You know, I mean, you, you guys have a lot of holidays, let's be honest. Whatever. You guys, you just had a bank holiday, a bank <laughs> yeah, holiday on Monday of last week. I don't even know what a bank holiday would be. <laughs> so the bankers could get a day off. Is that what they do that for? Something like that, Mike. Yeah, we're, we're pretty bad for it over here as well. But yeah, uh, like you said, it's Sunday. Um, and yeah, I've got the crab behind me, as you can see. The market is just crabbing <laughs> along, apart from a few little altcoins, but we'll, we'll, we'll come on to that. But the big boys, the main market, especially Bitcoin, the market leader, not really done much this weekend so far. But, you know, my move tonight, let's see. You know, it's it's interesting as you, you know, throughout the weekend, I've been off all weekend. So I've been kind of hanging out with uh, my son and, and girlfriend and you'll, you'll, you'll hop on and check some prices and you're like, same price it was five hours ago. But then you see like, then you get a notification, oh, Bitcoin moves like, you know, half a percent or something and it goes up. For instance, I think today it moved up to like 19.9 at one point, like 19.9 something. And then it went all the way back down. It's just like, and it's just liquidation, little liquidations here and there that's happening. Cause there ain't nobody trading in the US. Yeah, I can tell you that. Weekend chop block, weekend just chopping away. <laughs> yeah. I just noticed your background too, by the way, the little crab with the Bitcoin that's, and, and Ethereum. That's kind of funny, actually. Um, well, let's talk about, let's talk. I mean, obviously, let's dig into the market a little bit. So, uh, crypto. Global, uh, the global crypto market cap is $975 billion. Uh, it's up 0.12% today uh, over, over the last 24 hours. Bitcoin hovering around 198. Uh, Joey, I'm pretty sure that two episodes ago, I said we would still be between 198 and like 20,200 or something like that. And what do you know? We're still here. <laughs> you did, Mike. You did. You did say that. So, Joey, let's, let's, let's chat about Bitcoin first, and then we'll talk about some altcoins. Bitcoin, you know, obviously we, I think we were expecting a move up. Uh, not sure if that move's still coming. Honestly, I, I listened to Nick's video this morning and he's thinking that there's a chance now because the RSIs have finally reset a little bit on the four hour and eight hour and daily's still got to come down. Weekly's got to come down. But man, I just don't, I just, I don't know. Joey, what do, what do you think? You think we're going to make it up to this 22K before we dump or do you think we're just trading sideways to literally just dump? No, I actually think we're going to bounce. Like I said, I mentioned on the po podcast yesterday, I said the word bounce about 642 times. <laughs> and and, uh, and I, still, I still think it's going to come. I, I really do. And I honestly believe it would have already happened uh, this week gone. However, equities just could not catch a break. The NASDAQ couldn't catch a break. The DXY said, you ain't going nowhere this week. <laughs> so, so that's pretty much why I think Bitcoin just had to put that handbrake on and why we've just been... You know, chopping. I really do think it wants to move. It wants to move. It's just, just, it's just, it's just like it's waiting for permission, right? It's just waiting for that little permission. It's like I want to make one last bull trap, please. Can I just have one last bull trap? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, when I watched Nick's video this morning, I think he said there was a lot of liquidations that were opening up for shorts, which you know, market makers like to squeeze that out and take that money, right? So I think yeah, the shorts, shorts he said on 
Yeah, like Bitfinex, I think you said was 97% shorts. Crazy like, amount of late shorts just aping in, aping in. And yeah, look, we do think it's going down. But if they're not using leverage, if they're not getting the right entries, when I say, sorry, if they're not using leverage correctly, as in the, the, you know, they're building, building a short position too high, they're going to get liquidated fast. So it's there for the taking. It is there for the taking. Yeah, I think that's the only, honestly, I think that's the only thing that makes Bitcoin move up would be in a liquidation event. I don't think it's, I think the markets still continue and think that that this is bear, bearish times. I mean, you see how you saw how much the S and P, the Nasdaq, and the Dow lost last week. I mean, it was, I think it was the one of the worst starts to the month that we've had in you know six months. So um, definitely not a good thing. Uh, definitely not a good thing for the global economy, especially for you know U.S. stocks being so bearish. But you know, people opening up shorts still makes me believe that everyone's still very bearish. Like. No matter what, and I think we're still waiting, obviously, for U.S. CPI numbers, and then we're obviously going to wait for the uh, Federal Reserve. There's a lot of events this month. You got the Ethereum merge that's happening. You got CPI coming out. You got the uh, uh, Federal Reserve. You know, they're meeting at the end of the month. I mean, there's a lot of things that are going to happen. But in my eyes, I don't see anything positive coming out of any of those events, and that's why I just don't see this bounce would have to be really quick. It would literally be an, a liquidation event goes up, moves, moves, moves for like maybe 24 hours, and then it just crashes. I mean, I don't know your thoughts. Do you align with that? Yeah, I kind of I kind of align with it. The only thing that I was kind of thinking might have played out this week, which didn't, and maybe is going to play out in this week coming, was if, if stocks could just get like, you know, two green days, like two, maybe three, you know, just gentle, just a little bit of relief. Is there going to be a little bit of relief there before another like heavy, heavy red day? I think that that could kind of... Uh, help you know maybe the dxy just pulls back a bit obviously we've seen it around that 110 you know go go back to say 108 find support and then go again and then go higher than 110 maybe something like that i thought that was kind of what i thought was going to play out this week didn't happen you know just making a guess do you remember off the top of your head when cpi numbers come out for the states oh uh i i want to say the 17th mike but i could i could be wrong on that i know it's i know it's the couple of days a few days after the merge because I know the merge was a 15th, right? So I, I, it's even seven. I want to say 17th or 18th. I'm pretty sure. So I would imagine that the pump would essentially, if there's if there's going to be a pump, my opinion would be that it's going to happen before the merge. I think it, there's going to be a pump possibly this week. There might be a move up this week. Look, the only thing that I've seen moving stocks is news. Like stocks just aren't moving to move anymore, right? Like, Everyone, I just feel like the world is so bearish. There's just nothing. Man, we talk about this shit every single day. There's never any good news. I, I just hate that. We try to find good news, right? But like, I don't know. I feel like everybody opened up short positions. And the fact that like Bitfinex has 97% shorts open leads me to believe that everyone thinks this thing's about to go down. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at the dates, actually. I think it's the other way around. We've got September 13th here on the U.S. Uh, this is off the U.S. Bureau of Labor. Oh, for CPI? So August August CPI is being released on September 13th. Um, okay, so not this week, next Tuesday. Yeah, I think I think that date I was referring to is the date of the next meeting, which obviously we won't get the results out straight away. Um, I think that was when the, the Fed's next meeting, I believe, is the 16th and 17th of September. Yeah, I mean, September has been known to be a very volatile month, especially for digital assets. Uh, I think the word that I would like to use is incoming. Like, it's coming. Now, could there be a small move? Sure. Look, we've been saying this for a month, though. That's the thing that's driving me nuts. Is like, 
we said we said we're going down to new lows. Now, when we're going down to new lows, I think it's hard to time the market. Like we don't know what events are going to like trigger what events. Um, you know, that's that's kind of what Elliott Wave. I follow Nick completely with TA stuff. You follow kind of other other indicators and kind of look at some other stuff. But ultimately, everything kind of aligns up at the end. So, you know, and I think there's a lot of other big names on Twitter and big names on YouTube that are aligning with kind of where where Nick stands with his TA. Um, and so I think that's just and these are big names. You know, Capo is one of them. I know he's calling for a small move up and then a big move down. I think Capo is calling for 16K though, right? Not lower than that. Yeah, no, he's obviously expecting that to be a, you know, a serious area, you know, a supply zone. It's, it's, very, it's very possible um, that we could, we could hold that level. I just kind of feel that if we bounce off that level, I think it won't last long. <laughs> That's my opinion. Yeah, Eric Crown, I think also was aligned to roughly around that 16K range. Um, definitely lower lows than what we've had and, and, you know, lower than 17K. Now, I think if we lose 16K, I think we visit next 14,600. We lose fourteen thousand six hundred, then downtown we go right. Ten k incoming, yeah. um, and that's that. That'll bring that essentially that capitulation event that I, I just kind of feel that we haven't had yet. You've got you've got to always have that in the back of your mind. Have we had that capitulation yet? Have we had that serious pain in the markets? I don't think we have. I, one chart I'm looking at that just looks so bearish, and I, I've been saying this for months is the Nasdaq. I'm looking at that Nasdaq, and I'm you know looking at it from the top, and I'm thinking that could easily pull back to eight k easily pull back to 8k and if that goes back to 8k where's bitcoin going to be with that yeah well uh, and moving moving forward from bitcoin I, what i have noticed um with altcoins is they're really following ethereum i feel like there are some altcoins that are kind of doing their own thing granted but i feel like eth and bitcoin are not 100 percent aligned like they used to um where you know if bitcoin's moving up eth's kind of chasing it but like, for instance, today, if I look at coin market cap in the last seven days, Bitcoin is down almost a percent and Ethereum's up almost 6%. So, and same thing for like Cardano. Cardano's up 12.5% in the last seven days, which obviously that's kind of coming off the back of the date that you kind of got for, for the Vassal hard fork. Um, but Joey, what's your thoughts? Is, is Ethereum kind of decoupling a little bit from Bitcoin or... No, uh, what my personal opinion is, and I, I mentioned this yesterday, that you know Bitcoin dominance is at um, you know a four-year low. It hasn't been this low um, for oh, yeah. What is since, it at? But it was around thirty-nine percent. Oh yeah, thirty-eight point eight. Yeah, it, all the way back, you know, going back to um, August uh, twenty eighteen. Now, my opinion on this is, is that if that capitulation event begins, like we get a significant crash, even though Bitcoin is going to be going significantly down. My is my opinion that that Bitcoin dominance will start to move back up, and is, that's going to start to go seriously to the upside because altcoins are going to bleed a lot heavier than Bitcoin. And we're seeing obviously BTC ETH, right? You know, it's been absolutely tanking. ETH's been ETH's been eating up ground on Bitcoin. Kind of feel if we get that final trap, if let's say Ethereum gets back up to eighteen hundred, like that wave two that we're thinking could play out, and then starts head down, I think that. Ethereum versus Bitcoin is, is going to have peaked for a long, for, you know, and we, we won't we won't see it get back to those levels for months down the road. That's my opinion. I think Ethereum yeah. will definitely crash more. I think what's what's benefiting Ethereum, obviously, is the news, right? It's the merge. I think that's helping just like it helps any altcoin, you know, Cardano, for instance, big news, Fassel hard fork date given out. Um, I think that, I mean, I mean, Cardano has been pumping its face off for the last seven days. 
ever since I think Charles said it, what, three days ago, four days ago, something, something like that. Like that yeah. yeah. And then like you look at Cosmos, you know, Adam, Adam's up almost 17% the last seven days. Polygon's Matic, it's up uh, 7%, which I say 7% because when you look at some other stuff, like for instance, like XRP down 1.1% in the last seven days. So some of these projects, you know, some of the bigger name projects are making some pretty decent moves in the last seven days. Chainlink almost 10% up. Uh, near protocol, almost 8%. Um, I just feel like a lot of these are kind of aligning themselves with uh, with Ethereum. ApeCoin's actually going down. Um, and I think a little bit of that has to do with maybe people starting to realize that ApeCoin has a supply release coming, um, yep. which could potentially... If I, did demand... mention the to I did mention the tokenomics of ApeCoin yesterday as well, you know, saying that it's something people have got to be aware of when they're doing their research on it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Look, ApeCoin is a project that I'm looking to get involved with, but I think there are several events of releases of their tokens uh, that if the demand's not there, this price is just going to go down. Um, so just be careful if you're looking to get into ApeCoin. I, I actually, I really, really, really like ApeCoin. I really like uh, the, the founders, what they stand for, how they got involved. I mean, God, dude, I think we talked about this in another podcast, but they've only been around for like a year and a half and their valuation was like 4 billion, which is insane. A year, and a, Joey, can you imagine starting a project and then a year and a half later, it's worth $4 billion? Yeah, it's mind boggling. <laughs> it's, cra it's crazy shit, man. It's but like, they, I mean, they got some serious funding, right? Serious names in the space. So, you know, yeah, but I then, think it's more of a case of who you are and what you already know, right? <laughs> well, so funding wise, you know, I, I, I haven't had a chance to watch your entire episode that you did yesterday. I've been trying to get my shop together. I've been home with the kids. We did some park journey. So I really haven't had time to do all of it. So I'm not sure what all you covered with ApeCoin, but yeah, I'm, I'm very bullish on ApeCoin and the founders have specifically said, look, we're not going anywhere. The funding that we have, like bring on the bear market. We're still going to keep producing. We're still going to keep building the metaverse and building out, which I think their metaverse is going to be insane. Like it's going to play to the gaming side of this, Gaming is massive, and we're going to talk about an article later uh, about gaming, but I'm excited for ApeCoin. I'm excited for their metaverse. I think it's going to be great. Sucks that it's down. God, dude, I just hope I can get it under two bucks. You know, like $1.50. I, I think you got a decent chance. I think so, I really too. I think so, too. Comes. Yeah, and, and the release of their uh, release of some of the tokens coming out and the demand really not being there, it could drive it down pretty good. So, um, Yeah, it might be one to just Again, of course, nothing on this is financial advice, but, you know, do your research on these projects. But if it's something you're into, it's, it could be one of those, you know, speculative. Just get, just get a small bag and you sit on it. You forget you've got it. Come back yeah. a year later. If there's a bull run and be like, oh, yeah, I got that ape coin. <laughs> oh, oh, it's done 20x. Nice. <laughs> I see uh, Nexo is up almost 11%. Yeah, I've noticed that on my little Nexo account I got going. <laughs> How familiar were you with Helium, Joey? I am honestly not that familiar with Helium. Is that the one that's absolutely tanked? Is that H yeah. HNT? Yeah, yeah down that's, 30%. That's, that's one of the worst charts. Look at that chart from the top, Mike. It's absolutely horrible. Like, I, you know, if people have invested in Helium, you, you're suffering. It's honestly a project I don't know a lot about, but it's absolutely catastrophically cool. crashed. It looks like Kadena. <laughs> I, I, I think it's worse it's got, than that. <laughs> yeah, it just got wrecked. Super I wonder why wrecked. it's been wrecked. Maybe we'll have to we'll have to go find out on that one, Mike. Uh, if I'm looking, so I'm looking at some people just posting a couple things. It says, can somebody tell me why is it 
why it is bad that HNT is part of Solana now. So I wonder if that's why it's tanking is like they've now been maybe we'll find out some information because it's interesting that it's down. I mean, that's on the top 100. It's down 30 percent, which is pretty, pretty incredible. That's now, a big number. Yeah. One of the coins I called out um, yesterday that I thought was going to you know, get that bounce is one of them was SHIB and, and it did today. Got a, got a nice little pump on SHIB. So that's that's one I can tick off the list. So what, so far, so good. And what's really interesting about SHIB is uh, this week, uh, unique Shiba Inu addresses, right? Get this, Mike. Bear in mind, we know how early we are. We know like that there's not a huge amount of the global population in crypto yet, but unique Shiba Inu addresses have just crossed 1.2 million. That's crazy. That is, that is, I mean, there is a lot of projects out there that wish, that wish they had 1.2 million holders. I mean, like, I, I, for instance, Jasmine, for instance, I know how early I am on that, right? And I've just looked at how many holders we've got on that. And I'm one of 33,000 people. And it's going up, it's climbing up, but big difference in 33,000 and 1.2 million. So, yeah. That's the Shib Army, the Shib Army, it is, it's called an army for, it is an army. It's a flipping, it's a it's a group of battalions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and of course, as we speak, Bitcoin's uh, making a little move. It's up to nineteen nine. Uh, it's got a decent green candle. So you know, is some liquidation events happening Sundays? Sundays in the evenings, afternoons are always uh, green. It seems like, uh, but I'm not sure how it will be with with it being Labor Day and uh, a lot of the. Uh, institutions are not really around to trade when i tell you labor day look labor day people party right and if they're not partying they're doing stuff for their kids because it's back to school so it is like full-on nobody cares about anything else except for either drinking and eating or shopping because i think a lot of a lot of states have like tax-free stuff so people are going to like buy all their school supplies buy clothing buy things like that um so that has a little bit to do with it so i don't I don't know if there will be big liquidate liquidations that happen tonight. There could be. I mean, all the other world economies are still functioning. So, you know, I'm I'm sure we can still see some sort of volatility. But um, I, I just wish that we could get it over with, right? Like go up, do your damn thing, Bitcoin. Market makers, get your stuff out of the way, make your money, and then dump this thing and let's get on with it, right? Like, <laughs> dude, I'm so bored. Like I got it, I told I told you the other day, I got into my sand position, I got in my zill position. And it's just sitting there. And all I wanted to do was get in, ride this little wave up and get out and take my profit. And then I wait for it, it to I go down. I think it's still going to happen, Mike. I think I know I, I have the patience of an ant, though. Like, literally. <laughs> I don't even know no, if I that mean, makes sense. I, I mean, I called out Sand and Zill yesterday. They were another two that I think I think is going to have a little move. And yeah, I mean, Sand did today, to be fair. Um, so that's another one. Yeah, Shib and Sand, two out of 10 so far. Let's see if the other eight get a move. Yeah, what stands up 4% today? Yep. Eight is up four and a half percent. If I'm looking at I'm looking at trading view now, links up four point six percent. Uh decent. Decent. Uh I've also been laddering into polyswarm, Joey. Um, and I will say to those that are watching, if you watched our episode that we did on the privacy uh aspect, the, these prices that that they're at, I mean, not financial advice. Now I started DCAing polyswarm at 0.0165. Polyswarm now is at 0.0129. So I've been DCAing increments, right? So like every say 1.60, I bought a little bit more. It moved down again. 1.52, I bought some more. So just just kind of give you an idea of how I DCA. Um, it goes down even lower, right? Um, uh, it went down to like 
0.014. I bought some more. So now I'm getting to the point like, do I just keep buying this thing? That's how I roll though. So as it continues to drop and drop, I just buy more and more and more and more. What's, what's, what sucks about that though, is sometimes as it keeps dropping, I buy bigger amounts. Like, so, so like I'll start with like 25,000 coin. And then by the time it gets down to like 0.012, I'll buy like 150,000 coin. I'm like, I got to make up for this loss. All I'm taking from this, Mike, is, is that by the time we reach the bottom of the market, you're going to be a polyswarm whale. <laughs> Most likely I will be a poly. Look, man, so many hacks this year, bro. Like security <laughs> has got to be a big, big, big player in this next bull run. I just, maybe I'm just, I like my, so. maybe I'm just putting my money where I think that there's potential. Like banking's going to be big. I think, I think that, uh, I think polyswarm could do a really, really good thing. I really, I really do. Hopefully people use it. It's a good project. Um, let's see, Joey, any more altcoins you want to talk about? I know you did an altcoin thing yesterday. Um, just with Cardano, just want to talk about Cardano again, just saying I've had a few messages. Where do I think Cardano is going to go at the moment in the short term? I think it's quite difficult one to call. I think 53 cents is an interesting area. What's the current price at the moment? Let's have a look. Uh, flipped, X, flipped XRP, right? We still in yeah, the 50s. It's at 0.50. Yeah. I think there's going to be significant resistance at 53 cents. Uh, that's just uh, me making a prediction there. And yeah, I can see it getting there. I think, I think it will. I think it'll put it this way. I think it's going to do fit unless we, unless we like catastrophically crash right now, which I don't think is going to happen. I just don't think that's going to play out. Um, I think it'll get to 52 cent minimum, probably get to 53. And then I think it's going to struggle after that. Look, could it do a little bit more? Absolutely. But I think that's kind of the level I'm thinking uh, Ada's going to start heading down. Yeah, Bitcoin's trying to push 20K again. Um, so it'll be interesting how the rest of today plays out. Um, but anyways, let's, yeah. let's come. Uh, look, guys, we don't have a ton of news because literally how Joey's background looks is how the news is too. Like, we don't want to bring you too much boring stuff. So, um, but there's, I think we got two articles that we want to bring to your attention. Joey, you want to start us off or do you want me to start with the gaming one? Now you go for it, Mike. All right, give me one second. Let me make sure I have it pulled up. So guys, we were talking about gaming and it's interesting. I found an article on, uh, um, let's see, it's on Cointelegraph. And uh, this article was, was written yesterday. It basically says, um, DAP Radar says that gaming makes up over half of blockchain industry usage. It says the gaming sector accounts for nearly 51% of the activity in the blockchain industry with hundreds of millions in transaction according to August data. Uh, new data from DAP Radar suggests that gaming remains a vital organ to the blockchain industry. According to the report, the gaming sector accounts for approximately 50.51% of industry usage month over month as per August numbers. While the overall numbers are a good indicator for the sector, it is a decrease from the previous month where it was at 57%. Um, it's pretty interesting though. So here, one little last little piece. The data from DAP Radar comes from the daily unique active wallets. According to the surveyor, there are around 80, 847,000 gaming-related unique active wallets active daily with nearly six to, $698 million in transactions. Joey, what's your thoughts on gaming for this next little cycle? Do you feel like gaming last cycle got its like pump or do you feel like we're going to have another big run for gaming? No, I think, I think there's going to be another um, big run for gaming, but 
I think a lot of that market share has got to be spread out as well because those numbers that you've just dropped there, Mike, I mean, I'd, I'd love to know uh, what percentage of that is Axie Infinity, but would not surprise me if that's over 50%. <laughs> it's, just in Axie, it's just in Axie Infinity, right? Because that was, you know, early market move. Uh, it, it just got in there early, you know, fantastic marketing, especially, um, you know, built up a huge uh, community uh, in Asia in particular. And yeah, I think there's so much more room for many more of these games to come out now. And if I'm being realistic, I think probably more than nine out of 10 will fail. I think a lot, a lot of them are going to be fail and it's going to be really difficult. And when you are investing in these projects, it's about really doing your research and really looking to, um, to, to pick the right gems. I think uh, projects like um, Vulcan Forge look interesting. I've also got a small bag of Gala Games like what they're doing. Um, so again, it's it's going to be competitive. It's going to be heavily saturated. There's going to be a load of junk in there. But next run, I think, you know, it's going to be part of the adoption. And I'm really, you know, interested to see are people going to start coming off uh, console games and start getting involved in these crypto games. I'm really well, interested to see how it plays out. Well, that's where this continues to go. So it says gaming has long been touted as a gateway to the world of Web3, blockchain, and crypto. Another recent survey from Chainplay highlighted that 2,428 surveyed GameFi investors, 75% said they joined the space solely on the premise of gaming. Now, that, that to me is interesting. Um, I, I mean, it does kind of make sense. Like gaming does kind of go with the Web3 and kind of blockchain and yeah. kind of that crowd. Um, and then you tie in investors trying to make big gains that they know they're not going to make in the traditional stocks, but they could potentially make in this new sector of digital assets. I think that is a interesting take. Um, it also goes on to say it's not just GameFi investors that believe in the sector uh, for mass adoption. In a panel at Korean Blockchain Week, experts said GameFi and crypto naturally go together. Moreover, there was speculation that the majority of games will have an in-game crypto economy within the next few years. Now, Joey, what's your take on that? That that portion. For instance, like Call of Duty, right? You, in order to buy new skins or, um, you know, get certain guns or get certain um, characters, you got to spend money. Yep. Well, so, so now these new games that are coming out, say on Gala Games, on top of something, that, on, on top of Axie Infinity, whatever, you're going to need to p use Gala Token to buy these things in the metaverse. I mean, could be a huge, huge play for the gaming space. I mean, it could be, it could be bigger than everything else. If you really think about it. Yeah. I mean, we're just speculating here, but you know, who's to say, you know, obviously when it comes to like Microsoft and Xbox is just, just, just one example. Okay. You, you pay, you pay fiat, right. You pay your, you pay your subscription in, in dollars or in pounds or from whatever country straight out of your bank. Right. But who's to say there's not going to be a Microsoft token or an Xbox token in the future. And, and you pay in that and you can earn some of that back and whatever it's possible. Right. There's all these, there's all these possibilities. I think, it's going to be interesting to see how these major established players, uh, I want to say, sorry, major established like institutional players is what I'm talking about, who kind of dominate the market. How how are they going to, how are they going to uh, bring in crypto into their own, into their own business? I, I think it's going to be really interesting how it plays out. So it's interesting. It's so speculative. Well, you bring that up, and then the next paragraph says, "Longtime legacy gaming companies in the traditional gaming sector also have their eyes on Web three." The head of Xbox even stated his optimism toward metaverse gaming, 
but with some caution towards play to earn crypto games. According to research from the cybersecurity uh, auditing firm Hacken, many projects in the GameFi industry don't prioritize security. Yeah. Let's go back to talking about Polyswarm. This is where Polyswarm, Quantstamp, Lossless, these projects would come into play and people need to use them. Jeez. Uh, Joey, let me finish that paragraph and then I'll let you go. Uh, there, uh, it says, uh, many projects in the GameFi industry don't prioritize security and are overdue for a major hack. The Ronin token bridge from Axie Infinity was one of the crypto's largest hacks with a $600 million loss in tokens back in March. What's your thoughts, Joe? What, on oh. what I just read about that? Just take, I was literally just thinking this, right? And I was thinking, just take this back to Call of Duty, for example. How many people get annoyed playing all the time drives them absolutely crazy because they come up against people who are hacking the game, essentially, you know, cheating, aim, aim bot, guns that don't recoil and they just snap onto people's heads, right? So is it a potential disaster in the making that if, if they can hack into the game, they can, they're going to hack, they're going to hack the virtual money in the game, right? So it may that's the concern. Maybe that's why it hasn't happened already. Maybe that's why there's there's been you know if if they can't stop hackers cheating the game, how are they going to stop hackers stealing from the game? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's why I've invested so much into Polyswarm because they're going to need it. <laughs> uh, that's that's my take on it because there's nothing I can do about. It. Yeah, but it, I mean, six hundred million dollar hack, people losing their money. That's it's quite a bit of money. So. Let's let's hope the gaming industry uh, wakes up a little bit and starts really getting getting their head wrapped around the security stuff. Obviously, when you see a big big name like Axie Infinity get hacked for that amount of money, obviously the little guys can get hacked too. So um, I think it's only a matter of time before we continue to hear more hacks. Unfortunately, um, but I think in due time it will get better. People will will secure their uh, secure their programs a little bit better, and you know, hopefully people don't lose their money. That sucks when people lose their money. Uh, just like I just lost my money with Charlie 3. You know, it sucks. I don't yeah. own Charlie 3 anymore because some jerk had to go and you know, fill his boots with my Charlie 3 and then sell it. I will find you, mister, wherever you are. Uh, all right, Joey, let's move on. Well, before we move on, I do. we've been saying all along that we were going to do a big gaming podcast, right? Um, there is a person in Discord. We call him Wolf. Uh, his name is Uff of his name on our Discord is Uff of Wall Street. Uh, now he Alt Street. Is, yeah, Alt Street. Sorry, Wolf. It's Uff U L F of Alt Street. Sorry, <laughs> we're having a little fun today. He is a gaming head. Like he loves gaming stuff. So we got to get him on for. We got to see if he'll be willing to come on here and chat some gaming stuff because I think it'd be. I think he follows all the like new games old games he's like and that's where his head is he just loves it so much so might have to might have to do something about that joey i have to talk with wolf. i call him wolf <laughs> anyways joey what's the what's the last article we got for the boys and um, just that there's uh been a fed research paper and essentially they're warning about the uh future risks of cfi and defi so it, these these research papers, this is all going to be linking into regulations coming in the future. So U.S. Federal Reserve's research arm has essentially published a pair of papers last week exploring DeFi and the ramifications of digital assets for financial stability. So, look, 
the point I'm bringing this one up is, is because let's not forget that all this kind of stuff is still going on in the background. We, talk of regulations, I feel like has gone a bit quiet recently. It's like, I know earlier on this year, uh, it's you know, Q1, Q2 this year, everyone was thinking, oh, these regulations are coming. Are we going to have these regulations in the summer? And it's almost like everyone's kind of forgot about these crypto regulations, but I'm confident that they're going to maybe come next, next year. What do you think about that, Mike? I think we're going to start to see something. Yeah, I think we'll start to see something. I just think there's bigger news out there right now that I think that it's being it's being discussed in the background. I just don't think it's made it to the forefront of news because yeah. nothing's been decided upon. So I think uh, I, I want to be bullish about on DeFi. Like I know a lot of people, I've had a lot of people saying, look, the DeFi dream's over. Okay. Well, no, seen... DeFi projects have been pumping the last 24 well, that, hours. That's just... it. That's it. I mean, we've seen all the money, uh, the total value locked and whatever have just been absolutely annihilated, but that's just because the market has been annihilated. But I still think that there's that desire um, when adoption comes, I think that DeFi can still be be massive in the space. And the next bull run, I'm just really hoping that DeFi is the is the is the is the major player. Regulation will need to be there for DeFi to move. Yep, I agree. I, DeFi does not want the regulations. DeFi does not get larger than it already has been without regulation. And I think once regulation is put into place, DeFi becomes next level gigantic, but it's definitely going to take regulation and it's going to have to take regulation from, from all across the world though. Like everyone's going to have to be on board. So I don't know if it happens this year. I think that, I think something comes out this year as far as regulation is concerned, but um, you know, this could be a debate that we have. I mean, this could be a topic that we can discuss over and over. Cause obviously. Yeah. This is a problem because obviously it's going to take some time because all these countries have got their own, their own laws and all, all rules. Right. I mean, we know we've got like, you know, ISO 20022 coming out that's going to hopefully, you know, be a major player in standardizing the financial industry. But even different countries are signing up to that and, you know, implementing that on different dates. Some some, some are ready to go now. Some will be ready to go this time next year. Some will even be ready to go next year. So this, this is kind of like the constant problem, right? Yeah, but it's like who takes control of it, right? Because each country is different, but crypto can be traded. Like I can trade... I can buy crypto from someone in Australia that they're selling at that time. Like, it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know how the regulation works. I don't know if it's just individual countries have their own thing that they do. It still doesn't stop people from doing what they feel like doing, yeah, no matter what regulations. Right. But I guess they're, from, a, from the DeFi perspective, I think that, you know, DeFi is a huge play for institutions, for sure. I think it's a way that they can, you know, tell their, investors that they have a way to you know make more additional money for them i think that's a big play um and i think there's a lot of institutions like a morgan stanley or big banks shoot even bank of england you know they're going to want to be a part of DeFi so that they can continue to you know earn that interest yeah. on their, their their money so i think we know interest base play. rates interest base rates are going to be increasing there's no yeah. doubt about that globally right. globally this is this is going to happen so why can't a lot of that money that's then going to start to be saved go into go into DeFi, right? Yeah, but it's got to be regulated for people to put millions of dollars in there, right? Like you and I putting, you know, 10 grand in there, it is what it is, right? But institutions putting $500 million into it, they got to know that that stuff's secure, right? So yeah. um, I think the only protected, problem that- Protected being the word. They've got to know that if, if that if that project or whatever goes under, that the government, there's going to be a government bailout or something, right? Which there right. isn't at the minute. 
I just feel like that becomes a little centralized though, too. When the whole point of crypto has been to be decentralized, I feel like if this you... is the problem. Yeah. It's like, how do you have decentralization and protection? Yeah. Cause say for <laughs> nobody's instance, worked this out yet. Yeah. Say for instance, like Morgan Stanley brings all of their assets into a DeFi. I mean, they literally can control and move the market however they want at that point. Yeah. Like it's kind of unfortunate, but I mean, that that's how it is now. We just don't talk about it. That's, I mean, right. Like it kind of feels that way in banking sometimes that, Maybe not. I don't know. I just don't want it to become centralized. The whole point of Bitcoin and the whole theory behind it is so that the people have control, right? Not the institutions. So it, it is something that like, it's going to happen no matter what. When it happens, who knows? Obviously, we can't judge timing on anything. Uh, I think once the threats of World War III and the, the Ukraine and, and, and uh, Russia thing gets eased, I think once tensions in the world decide to come down, then we can maybe revisit talking about regulations. But I think right now there's just too much shit in the air that could happen at any time that nobody's really talking about crypto regulations, unfortunately. I just think that's, that, that's where we are in the global economy and the world in general. Do you agree with that? or, or? No, I'm, I'm, I'm aligned the same way, Mike. But... Well, you were kind of like smiling when I said World War III. I mean, shit, dude, anything can happen at any time. No, we any just proved... <laughs> We just approved some loan or some uh, some uh, um, sale of like what was it a hundred million dollars worth of weapons to Taiwan? Yeah. Did you read that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all it's all just political. Okay, so why would we do that unless we felt like something crazy was about to happen? Well, it's just to make a statement, isn't it? To oh, shore, dude, shore up I, the defenses. I don't know. Some some events going to happen, and I hope it's not an unfortunate event. Uh, that's going to tank this whole economy and it's going to tank everything. The last thing, we're not a politic thing, but I think the last thing that China wants right now is a war, considering their entire housing market is about to crash. Uh, so hopefully a China president, sir, just just take it down, dude. Just chill. It's all good. Man. Just get your country under control. All right. Uh, anyways. Bitcoin trying to push 20K, Mike. Is it? What do we think? What do we think? Yeah, 19... Hey, look, I know we didn't have 50. We've made it. Yo, I know we didn't have a lot of news articles today, but honestly, I like when we kind of have a blag session and just kind of like shoot the shit. Because truthfully, I feel like that's kind of what a podcast is. Everybody just kind of shooting the shit and talking about stuff. But hey, big week this week, right? Yeah, lot, lots to look forward to. Well, I think the, the, the news story, the news story of the year, if it, if it happens, is that Imran's going to have some internet. <laughs> big week this week, everyone. There is the possibility that we have Imran back by Friday. So I'm pretty pumped about that. There might be a potential interview. Just waiting to confirm all of that. Uh, and then obviously we're going to continue to bring you guys some additional projects this week. Let us know in the comments down below. Are there, there some projects that you guys want us to look at, talk about um, any other topics that maybe you guys would love us to cover and kind of chat about besides the news and Bitcoin. And, you know, it's just unfortunate where we are in the market right now. That's all there is to talk about, really. There's nothing exciting if something comes out on a project we obviously will bring it to you guys attention but right now joey's background is the way of life in digital assets it is a crab walk until something big happens so um joey you got any final thoughts to leave the people i'm just gonna say i'm sticking with my primary expectation don't know if it i don't know how it's gonna happen and then there's just gonna be a couple of green days in stocks this week coming but let's get that wave two bounce come on let's get it that's what we want come on 
we want to be hopeful. We want to be hopeful because then we can set ourselves up in good positions. If we're thinking about, you know, potentially exiting out of some coins to buy back cheaper, it could be last opportunity to do that. Realistically, let's be honest. And yeah, if we're, if we're trading, it would set up a nice trade position. What we don't want to do now is just literally have the elevator go straight down now because that would be unfortunate, could still happen. And uh, yeah, nobody wants us to carry on crabbing for another two, three weeks. And let's be honest, of all that's coming, in the next couple of weeks, that's not going to happen either. So, yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful we get a little push. Let's just get it out of the way and let's go down. Yeah, you're looking, <laughs> you, you guys are looking to get in your short positions much higher. I think that's the, I think that's what you guys are wanting. Like Matic, you want Matic to get up there close, closer to a dollar again so that you can short the hell out of that. So it's going to 14 cents at some point. Uh, that would be an incredible short. I'm not going to lie. Not financial advice. Do your own research. Check out your own technical analysis. But, dude, if it goes from, Freaking 90 cents down to 14 cents. Well, I might so, actually have to consider shorting. Sub 30 is the target. Sub 30 is the target. <laughs> Still, that, that'd be a, crazy, crazy, crazy. Lower lows, right? We're looking for lower lows across the board yeah. pretty much. Let's be yeah. real. All right. Don't trade without stop losses, people. Period. Exclamation point. Don't say we didn't tell you because I just said it again for the 500 millionth time. So uh, anyways, that's all I got. Hey, this week's going to be exciting. It's going to be good. We got some good stuff coming your way. Um, and hopefully Imran will be back Friday and then the trio is back. Uh, and we're going to start being a little bit more consistent when these come out. Just life has been crazy for all three of us. And we are trying to keep you guys entertained, keep you informed and uh, doing the best that we can to do so. So make sure you smash that like smash that subscribe button and we will catch you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.